right, guys, we are back with another episode of That's So Fringy podcast. That's right. We are here with a super, super special guest, and we are so thankful that she was willing to come on and talk with us on Good Friday. That's right. Good Friday, with which is today. Which We're is recording today. this today. And uh, so that means that this episode's coming out on Easter. Sunday. Easter Sunday. Yep. And, and it's so perfect timing, and it's come together so perfectly that we know that it's not done by us. We had no power in this. This is all a God thing. Yeah, it definitely is. And and when you hear um, our guest's message, her name is Kristen. Uh, she was in a docu-series called Dark Hauler. You'll hear us mention that during this episode. But um, it's very interesting story about a, a, a woman that was possessed. Mm-hmm. That's right. You heard me possessed possessed and, and then uh, delivered delivered so what better day than to drop uh, a deliverance mm. message uh, the saving grace of jesus christ on easter sunday so that's what you're gonna get yep. but just a couple of housekeeping things don't forget to um like share subscribe all the things that we always say you're probably sick of me saying it but uh too bad said it anyway so and he's gonna keep saying it I just... He does that. It's like a tick that I just have to... But anyway, there's lots of things that I want to talk about, but I'll I'll cut it short with just this. I think that the interactions that I'm having with the people have been so fun. Yeah. I've really enjoyed interacting with the audience and interacting with everybody that's listening and and also the the other podcasters and the guests that we've had. This has just been a fun journey for me and I hope you guys are having a good time out there. So with that, we're going to kick it over to the episode. We hope that you enjoy it and more importantly, we hope that you see Jesus all throughout this episode because that's our goal. We want to yeah. we want to show Jesus to the people globally and uh, we're hoping that you're seeing that here. So with that we're going to jump into the episode. Here we go. guys welcome back to that's so fringy podcast i'm rick i'm Kristen, and i'm bethany and we are here with Kristen, and we're going to be talking a little bit about her uh testimony her story um Kristen, we first saw you on um the dark hauler uh documentary and i know i don't say it right because i i'm from the west coast but uh, I know I'm saying that word wrong. So all you people out there, don't get after me on this. It's dark holler for me. It'll um, sound better when she says it. Yeah. It's a, it's a holler. That's right. There you go. <laughs> well, we're so pleased okay. that, uh, Kristen, that you were able to take the time and come on. And uh, we're just interested in um, getting to know uh, 
you a little bit more, introducing you to our audience, and then also just, you know, just having a conversation with you, seeing how things are going now for you after the documentary, uh, just kind of checking in with you for, I'm sure you have a lot of fans out there, which might seem weird, but I, I, I know you do. And uh, so I'm sure everybody's looking at uh, what's, what's going on with Kristen now. So let's go ahead and start with your testimony and we'll go from there. Okay. Well, thank you so much for having me. Uh, it's really a blessing, honestly. Um, so I want to start with my, uh, family background, childhood a little bit. Um, my family originated for, from Kentucky and, uh, we have a, I'm actually from a lineage of witches. So, uh, we're native American actually. So there's a lot of paganism in there. Um, there's actually a, we're Wyandotte Indian. Uh, there, my ancestor is a Wyandotte Indian princess. Um, her name was Morning Glory. Mm-hmm. And um, her daughter's daughter is where I get my name from. So okay. it's pretty cool. But um, yeah, it's, it's a long line of, uh, of witches in my family. And we actually didn't even put all the pieces together until going and shooting Dark Holler. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it, everything just kind of came together. So it's kind of wild, but, um, I started getting into witchcraft heavily when I was about 15, 16, maybe, um, I started with Wicca, uh, and it grew and grew and drew me deeper into, uh, hoodoo is what I preferred to practice. Mm. Um, and, they're so like where I come from, I come from, um, Boone County, West Virginia. So, uh, it's very heavy there. Yeah. Um, the, the drugs, the witchcraft, I mean, it's everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I just kind of dove head first into it. Uh, I didn't grow up in church. Uh, I wanted to be as far away from the church as I could have been. And I was, um, and then whenever I was in my twenties, um, is really when it took like a really dark turn. Um, I began doing, uh, well, I had done partied, like, you know, had partied off and on like through my teenage years, but never really got heavy into drugs until, uh, I got heavier into witchcraft. Mm-hmm. So, um, I would take whatever substance really, <laughs> I, really, it could have been anything, <laughs> um, to get have like to get into the space of, um, conscious consciousness. I want to say like, um, to bring me to a higher level, mm-hmm. um, sure. or open your mind. Or yes. To open myself up to these, um, spirits that were actually demonic that I had no idea that I was, you know, bringing demonic entities into my life. I was opening doors. I had no idea. Um, you know, when, when I was practicing, I remember feeling like, um, you know, I, this is who I was. This is, I'm bringing myself to the best version of me that I could, um, you know, I would practice spells and, uh, make, uh, different, uh, spell candles and just do things like that. And, um, mm-hmm. 
it was always, uh, I'm not there yet. I'm not there yet. I have to do this. I have to do this to get uh, deeper into it. And it really opened doors to the demonic. Uh, it actually led me to possession. Um, the, I don't want to really say like her name because I don't want to give it away from dark collar. Mm-hmm. Um, but she completely tried to ruin me. Like mm-hmm. she ruled me. She rocked my world. Like, um, you know, it's funny when I was watching the the Dark Caller documentary. I, at the same time, we had we had watched it a while ago, and then we just rewatched it again because we knew we were having you on, so we wanted to kind of refresh. But we also had watched the Chosen uh, TV series. Have you seen I'm that? Watching that? I'm watching that now. <laughs> so that that first episode um, was crazy for me because that was crazy it, for me. I bet because and that's what kind of drew me to um, to bring this up is is the idea of how uh, Mary Magdalene in that first episode is is a lot of what you were going through where and and it was it was kind of being portrayed uh, in a in a very cinematic way. But it it was almost like it it was a possession and that that there was this. this darkness this to torment. her. And then he actually calls her a name and I won't ruin it for everybody. But uh, yeah. if you guys want to watch the chosen, it's, it's very interesting. You can get it on angel network. You can see it uh, all over the place. Just look it up. But anyway, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but that no, really no. Uh, stuck with me um, that first episode. And when I was watching dark Holler again, it reminded me. Yeah. Of that. Yeah. My sister called me cause she had watched it and she was like, did did you catch that? And I was like, Oh, I caught that. That was very, I felt that that was a very, I don't want to say triggering, like, like a bad thing. It was more of like triggering, like a good thing. Like Mm -hmm. that's really what God brought me out of. Yeah, Yeah. exactly that. And I'm going to get emotional. (laughs) Well, I'm a grown ass man. And I was crying. (laughs) (laughs) As soon as, as soon as Jesus walks up to her and, and that interaction, it's so powerful. And yeah. I'm sure that was triggering for you. Yeah, it really was. Um, but yeah, uh, and, and it's just like that too. Like I would have lucid moments and be mm-hmm. completely myself. And then like, and I wouldn't realize it really. It was everybody else that would see it. Mm-hmm. Like like my mom, she talks about um, – how you would just, there would be certain people that would come around me and I would just get sick. I would, um, like I remember my aunt told me that she would pray for me one time and I got so sick. I had to leave my mom's. Uh, my sister would uh, try to um, talk the gospel with me, you know, because they seen everything I was going through. Well, at that time, nobody had any idea what was really happening. Right. They had no idea that I was going through possession because I had opened these doors through witchcraft. They ha- nobody knew. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I tried to fight my sister just because she was talking about the Bible with me. Yeah. Like it wow. was really dark. Um, yeah. It got really bad. Um, but yeah, I had came out of that when I was saved. Um, my baptism turned to be an exorcism. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And it completely made a shift, like within the church of uh, New Haven, where uh, we're from. Uh, New Haven, it's on, it's now on Main Street in uh, Boone County, West Virginia, um, right there in, I think it's Madison or Danville. The towns are so close. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's right there on Main Street for anybody that's listening. If, if they're from there, it's a great church. Um, completely changed uh, the way that everybody lived. I mean, mm-hmm. my friend Darian, she still to this day says it's one of the best days of her life because it had given her an entire new perspective of the scriptures. Yeah. Like she didn't even know that that stuff was real. Nobody, it's not something that's talked about. Right. Exactly. It's either, oh, that was back in biblical times, or we just don't talk about that. Because if you talk about it, you're going to bring it on to yourself. Well, it's actually the opposite. Um, Christians experience spiritual warfare the same as non-believers can experience, um, you know, spiritual warfare and things. But um, it it's something that we as Christians should talk about because it gives us those categories to combat them. If you don't know how to combat these things, then you're just completely oblivious. Um, And it's all through the Bible. Like, I don't understand how people are not seeing it. Right. I mean, Um, that's what we always say is knowledge is, is your power. You have to know your enemy in order to, to fight them. I mean, it's absolutely for some reason, I, the church just shies away from it so much. It's, it's, we grew Mm -hmm. up in the church and it's like some of this stuff, I didn't find out till like in the last five years that all this stuff was in the Bible. And I'm like, wow, this is a way cooler book than I thought. (laughs) Yeah. And thing is though, is that we're going to start seeing a lot more of it. Like, the paganism is rampant right now. Yeah. More so than when I started being like, when I got into witchcraft till now, like it's the cool thing to do now. Mm -hmm. And it's being marketed as, you know, white magic and, and all the wicked stuff. It's like, it's so harmless. It's white magic. Well, there is no difference between white magic and it's all bad. It's It's all dark and we're supposed to stay away from all of it. Yeah, absolutely. I actually want to um, I actually want to read something really quick to you guys. Um, it's in uh, Deuteronomy uh, 18, verse 10. It says, Let no one be found among you who sacrifices their son or daughter in the fire, who practices divination or sorcery, in, interprets omens, engages in witchcraft, mm-hmm or cast spells, or who is a medium or spiritualist, or who consults the dead. Anyone who does these things is detestable to the Lord, an abomination to the Lord. Because of these same detestable practices, the Lord your God will drive out those nations before you. You must be blameless before the Lord your God. That's scripture. Yeah, Yeah, and that's what we need to be talking about is that, that God... You know, we we believe in the Genesis six narrative um, mm-hmm. where there are, uh, you know, God chose Israel as his people and all of the other sons of God were were uh, called. We are called to be 
as Christians and as, as Israel back then, we're called to be set apart uh, from all of that other stuff that was going on. And we see over and over again in the Bible, uh, people falling back into these um, cultures that are surrounding them and getting into their ideologies, getting into their witchcraft, getting all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. And so when when you see the word holy, you're supposed that that means set apart. It, that's God telling us set us yeah. ourselves apart from what it is that um, they're doing all around us, and you know, in this world, but not of this world, right? Yeah, that's you took the words out of my mouth. <laughs> yep, we are in this world, we're not of this world, and it's uh, very, very true. Um, and it's so scary though, because once your eye, like once you're open and you know these things and you can see them, um, you see even in the church that they're using new age and, and witchcraft and things, the, uh, the anagram practices, mm-hmm. uh, new age, <laughs> like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's really scary. It really is. But, um, we are what is to be feared. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, the demonic fears us mm-hmm. and we don't understand as Christians that we do have authority through through God, like God gives us the authority to cast out demons, mm-hmm. to um, to combat these things. Um, that's what we're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, it it really did change everything. It changed my life. God changed my life, my husband's life, my kids' life. Like everybody that has been affiliated with us, it's changed their life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it was and, really cool to watch how everything came together, you know, like, yeah, I know that Ward did a great job putting the documentary together, but just the story itself of how, you know, you, your sister and she brought Josh and how everything just kind of came together. And you know that God's working when stuff like that happens. Yeah, it was absolutely God's timing for it all. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, there's nothing that we didn't go through that was not useful for his glory. Like it was all the way that he wanted it to be. Like we hit rock bottom. I went through what I had to go through um, for his glory. We moved out here. uh, We live in North Carolina now um, for his glory. We're seeing that now Um, there. uh, We did dark holler. It was super crazy too, because we didn't call board. We didn't, initiate any of this mm-hmm. word uh word actually reached out to josh and said hey you know i'm trying to do a different kind of documentary um have you had any like strange spiritual stuff going on mm-hmm. <laughs> and and he's like, like oh boy <laughs> yes yeah very recently i have and mm-hmm. uh and he's we didn't even think that no, no. when word came down and interviewed us the first time I was thinking this guy's definitely going to think I'm crazy. He's never going to call us again. <laughs> and he called us and was like, I want to do a whole series on this because like God is, God is doing something like God has done something and this isn't over yet. Yeah. And uh, same thing with cultish. Uh, we ended up, I think very recently after we shot the first 
episode of Dark Holler, we did a cultish podcast. And there was actually, three. it was a three-part series. And um, I don't know if you guys have heard it, but it's Mm -hmm. called The Exorcism of Kristen Bellamy. And it is phenomenal. Like, Mm -hmm. Josh even blew me away. Like, they were stuff that we were finding out as we were doing, like, shooting Dark Holler, uh, filming cultish. Like, there's still things that we're finding out. (laughs) Yeah. It's, It's crazy. Yeah, because that's a very oppressive area. I mean, from right. from oh, what yeah. I've seen in the in the documentary, that there's you know you've got those birds circling around the town, and you've got all of this. Um, <laughs> oh, you want to hear something about birds? Yeah. yeah. Well, um, we live out in North Carolina now. We moved. Um, we're states away, okay? And uh, there's flocks of owls that sit out back here. Oh, in, wow. this, in this tree, literally in this tree that I'm pointing at. Um, and I had no idea that they were, uh, they scream at us. Ah. They've attacked, they've attacked our cars. I had an owl one night try to get in my bathroom window. Scared me to death. Okay. Oh my so Bethany is terrified die. of birds. She has an actual <laughs> like horrible fear of birds. I used I'm to not be, but now I am. <laughs> it's out but yeah it's it's been crazy yeah Yeah, when you Uh, dig into the symbolism of all of the owls and all of the symbolism Mm -hmm. that goes with the occult it's really not that shocking but that's the part of knowing your enemy you know you Mm -hmm. have to know the symbolism you have to know how the demonic works you have to know all that stuff and it doesn't mean that you have to you know become a wiccan or or do all that but you it is it is a good idea to at least know the occult and what they believe and how they practice and those type of things so that you can see, as you were saying earlier, you can see those symbols, you can see those things. And, you know, a flock full of owls in somebody's backyard is not normal. But when you put it in your context, it makes perfect sense why they're hanging around and why they're being aggressive. Yeah. They're mad. <laughs> They're mad. And, uh, yeah, it's, I, I never even knew that owl, owls uh, ran in flocks. Like, mm. I didn't know that. I've maybe seen a couple owls in my entire life. Yeah, I live, know. It's we live really in, weird. in the country. I mean, there's like trees and forests everywhere. It's, yeah. That's not normal. And I live in the city. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's weird. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we uh, we've dealt with that. And, uh, you know, there's two things that can happen too. like, you're either going to be a Christian and you're going to, you're going to dive in and you're going to know your enemy, like you were talking about, or you're going to be, um, deceived <laughs> mm-hmm. because I mean, it's in the church, um, false teachings, obviously, but mm-hmm. it, it can be in the church. Um, it's all over the internet. Uh, it's. Like I said, it was the cool thing to do. It's normalized so heavy now. Oh yeah. Um, I never, I, I've never seen it this bad. Yeah, I think so, everybody. We've talked about this before, but everybody can just feel this like spiritual warfare going on, like oh. like ramping up big time. It's just, it's spooky, kind of, but. Yeah, it, it really is. And that's exactly what it is. Everybody wants to talk politics and stuff. Well, it's spiritual. Yes. That's oh, exactly yes. what it is. So, yeah. but um, yeah. So 
baptism turned into an exorcism. It completely changed everything. Um, I have then, a question. Do you have okay, much like memory of the, of the actual baptism, like of the event? Do you mind kind of touching on that a little bit for people that maybe haven't sure. watched it yet? So I don't remember going there. Uh, okay. I'll start from being at my mom's house. I'll start with the night before because it really, um, puts it into perspective of what was really going on. So the night before my baptism, I was at my mom's house and she had a fireplace in her living room. Mm -hmm. Um, she woke up to me screaming with numerous voices coming out of me. At three o'clock in the morning that night. Okay. Uh, she said that what she's seen terrified her. It really scarred her. Like she said, that's the scariest thing and the most traumatizing thing that she's been through um, in her adult life anyways. And um, so that happened. I, she said that I was on my knee. Like I was begging for God to save me. She said her exact words was, is, there was a spiritual battle going on within her and the next day I was I don't really remember a lot I do remember my sit like everybody showed up at my mom's house uh my aunt uh both my aunts were there um my cousin Tasha came down there my sister came down there me and my sister were actually like not on very good terms because like I said I tried to fight her um like it really got bad like and I'm not that person. Like, yeah, I can talk with somebody. I can debate with somebody. Um, but I was possessed. Like, I mean, I was going through something that nobody under was understanding, not even myself. So, um, but anyways, like my sister ends up coming down there and, uh, I just remember looking at her and saying, call Josh call Josh, call Josh. And she's like scared. <laughs> I remember the look on her face. Like she was scared. She like froze. She was like, what? Yeah. And, uh, so she calls Josh and Josh is like, okay, well, what do you like? You know, what do you want me to do? And, um, I was like, I'm going to be baptized. I have to be baptized right now. I have to. And everybody's like, Scared. They're like mom, yeah. but they're like scared at this point. My mom was like really scared. There was like, she was like, you don't understand. Like, this is not, this is a good thing, but this is not okay because we don't know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And at this point she knew because she had experienced things with my uncle Craig that I was very close to, um, who was heavily involved in witchcraft when he was younger. Uh, so she's seen thing, demonic things happen like that before. So she knew what was going on. Well, then I don't remember going and being uh, on our way to the park because that's where I was baptized was uh, Madison Park. And uh, I remember um, Josh and Chris was talking to me. And I remember that they were just like, you're wrong thing. Crazy. They literally was glowing. Like, I don't know how to explain it. Like, they were just, like, beaming. Hmm. And they were talking to me, and, you know, they were talking to me, like, 
uh, about the gospel and things like that. And I don't remember anything that I said. I just remember being like mesmerized, looking at them like, oh my gosh, yeah. like you are glowing right now. Like this is crazy. So um, I remember walking into the water and it felt like something either, I remember falling and it felt like something pulled me or pushed me. And I fell, I broke my foot. I broke oh. the metatarsals in my foot and my pinky toe on my oh. left foot. And Josh like grabbed me and he was like, are you, I remember him saying, are you okay? You want to still go? And I said, yeah, let's keep going. And then I remember he, I remember being like, I was standing there and he was talking and I couldn't really make out what he was saying, but it felt like I was being pulled. And so I just kind of like, I just kind of took it in like, I'm not coming back up. Mm. What are, you know, what are, what are you going to do about it? Like at that point, there's nothing I can do. So I remember, mm. I remember feeling like pulled, like, okay, I'm not coming back up. And then I don't remember anything after that. Mm. So, so it was very, very touch and go. Like I remember little things. I don't remember a lot. I do remember breaking my foot because, um, after my baptism, I definitely felt that like I I was um, down for a while after that. Yeah. But and I remember uh, Josh and Chris and and feeling like I was being pulled, and that's about it. Wow. So and Josh had yeah. prayed um, before before you went into the water. He he had chosen to use a um, exorcism prayer. Yeah, Luther's exorcism prayer. Yeah, which I thought was pretty awesome, you know, because if you some people just don't have the boldness to do that or the belief. It was the first time he ever did it. Yeah. Well, yeah, and that's what that's the that's the crazy part is that he yeah. he was being led obviously by God to to say what he said. Like all these roadblocks that came up that could have stopped this whole process. Yeah. But God was like, "No, we're doing this. Like mm -hmm. this is happening." And yeah. You know, you're lucky that you had Josh there that was listening to the Holy Spirit and you were able to power through a broken foot. I mean, all this stuff that's just such yeah. a powerful story. It was really really crazy. Like looking back at every how everything happened, I'm like, "Wow, I definitely appreciate everything that I went through. Mm -hmm. Like the, all of it, the drugs, the witchcraft, like every bit of it, because that's something that I had to go through. Yeah. God was putting me through that to strengthen me for what's happening now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Well, not so, only strengthening you, but strengthening almost your whole community. I mean, mm -hmm. everybody that's heard your story in that community and all of the people in that church, uh, like you were saying before, it's it's impacted multiple lives yeah. forever. Yeah. And, uh, you know, to it's kind of weird to say that a possession um, was was the catalyst for people coming out of their slumber uh, of Christianity and really waking up to the truth of the gospel and uh, and probably being a lot more bold, you know. I'm sure it it helped uh, Josh in his boldness uh, in preaching. Yeah. It's helped. I know it's helped your friends and your and your family members. So I mean, it, it's such a cool thing to to think that God can, as the Bible says, God can turn all things to good if yeah, if you just glory. let Him. Yeah. 
Uh-huh. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I was. Um, it's just it blows me away, especially today, because it's like, OK, it's Good Friday. Like today is when Jesus was put on the cross and like he he died for me to bring me out of that. Mm. Like mm-hmm. I wasn't worthy of that. I'm not worthy of that, you know? And that really just blows me away too, because um, it's not something that I even asked for. It was like, um, I don't know how to really explain it. Like, um, like he blew the door down and was like, no, you're mine. It's not something that I, it just happened that way. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I know Bethany can probably touch on this more because I know that she over the years of coming out of kind of some of that dark stuff has had a lot of guilt and a lot of, you know, shame and that kind of, do you struggle with any of that type of stuff now? Or do you feel like you're just wiped clean? Good question. (laughs) I feel that, okay, there's moments that I feel that way. And then it's literally like God's like, no, you're not going to feel that way because look what, look how far we've, mm-hmm. we've come. Like, like he brought me so far and is still working in me. Like I'm still, I'll always be growing in grace, but there's times that I do feel that way. But then I'm like, then I just feel like so blessed yeah. And I, I, he puts me back in into that mindset and gives me that reassurance. Like, no, you're not going to feel that way. You went through that for a reason. Mm-hmm. And I'm showing you this. Wake up! I'm showing you this. Like, <laughs> and that's kind of how it is, you know. Like, uh, I still go through spiritual warfare. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been very heavy, um, especially after everything that we went through moving away from uh, Boone County and uh, the podcast that we've been on. um, There's always something that tries to interfere with, with getting our testimony out there. Um, Cause it's not just mine, you know, it's my husband's too. Like he lived through all this too. Mm -hmm. Um, And my family, my family lived through all of it. Um, so it really is just amazing what God has done in all of our lives. It's yeah. affected everybody. So. so how did you, so after your baptism and your broken foot of being down for a couple of weeks, I'm sure, how then did you continue to live your life? So I actually came out of the occult and ended up in another one. Um, and, and I'll explain more about that. So, uh, I went to a, I'm not going to name them because I, I, to be honest with you, I don't know if I can, um, get in trouble. Like it's a big organization. I don't, I don't know. Um, but I ended up in a Christian rehab. Uh, it was like some woman's garage and it was awful. It was uh, like how we were talking about um, 
the occult is also within false churches. This is how it was. And I had just been recently, like this was in within a week. Okay. I knew this was wrong. Like everything that I was going through, it kind of reminded you of like, um, they believed in the, Oh, if you don't get your, um, what did they call it? Uh, spiritual language. Um, then there's something wrong. Uh, if you don't pass out for the Holy spirit, like then you don't have it. And they would put you on what they call discipline for that. Um, and me being me, like, I'm not going to do that. Well, I left and, uh, they, my mom, which my mom and my sister took me there. So I leave and my mom is like freaking out because she's trying to get a hold of me at this time. And they pretend like they don't even know me. They tried to get me to sign my rights over to them. Uh, yeah. So their whole goal was to marry, like they had a a guy's group and a, and a women's group and they would pair them, marry them and send them out to different States to, uh, create different churches and things like that. And it was just repetitive. Uh, the girl that I was actually like paired up with all the time, she actually was married and sent to Oregon to, uh, oh, wow. yeah, play in a church. Mm-hmm. Uh. That's crazy. Yeah. This is actually the first time that I'm talking about them too, I think. But um, anyways, I left there and I just, I got into church. I mean, I had detoxed myself before I was even, I even went to what was supposed to be rehab, but wasn't. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I did all that myself. Uh, Well, it was all God really, but, um, and I got into New Haven and started living for the Lord. And um, what really helped me was we had, uh, home, what we call home groups mm-hmm. at um, our good friend Chris and Holly's. Chris actually is the guy that I mentioned that helped baptize me. Mm-hmm. And I still to this day can't thank them enough for like the fellowship that they gave. Like they never made me feel like out of place. Mm-hmm. Like I don't have a normal, I don't want to say like, I don't have normal testimony, but I don't, yeah, <laughs> I mean, no, you don't. <laughs> I, I, I really came out of some dark, some dark mm-hmm. stuff and uh, they never made me feel like I was unwanted and uh, that really helped me. So that's mine and my husband's goal is to um, share the gospel and make people feel the same way. I mean, there's a lot of people out there with that's involved in witchcraft or drugs or drinking and they're so like they're ashamed that they feel oh I can't tell them that because they're going to judge me no tell me everything because there's nothing you're going to say that I haven't done (laughs) right you know or seen (laughs) you know like um that's our I mean that's that's our purpose like that's what God's put put us through everything that we needed to go through to get us where we're at now. Yeah. I think a lot of people in this day and age are just searching for something like they, you know, everybody's kind yeah. of, there's just this unrest. And so in the, the 
trap of new age is that you're always searching and never finding. That's the whole thing. And it, but it, but they've branded it to where it's so close to Christianity, but it's just not quite there. If you really know what you're looking for, it's not there, but it's close enough that people are like, yeah, I love Jesus. God is cool, but it, it's not, it's not right. Well, the whole point of like, when you really get down into and dive deep into like um, what witchcraft is and what it stands for, um, all it does is mock Jesus and Christianity. Like um, that's why there's such a controversy about um, Easter and Halloween and all these different denominations. And, you know, it witchcraft is mockery. It takes these things and manipulates it into um, not well. Okay. It's going to manipulate it into you thinking that you're trying to raise your vibrations, be the best version of you, uh, YOLO, you know, all these different mm-hmm. things. You only live once, uh, no regrets and all this. And that. Um, it, yeah, that's manipulation is what that is. Um, and that's not what we're supposed to do. Um, we're supposed to live for the glorification of God. So, um, yeah, when you see things like that, that's manipulation. Yeah. And what it, what it really does is it manipulates the person into thinking that. And really, it's just trying to kick down doors for its gain. Uh, the, yeah. You know, the kingdom of darkness, I guess yeah. you could say. Um, but, yeah, we don't. We don't bat for that team anymore. <laughs> no, but so. they're still trying to get you. They're, I mean, that they're oh, you're yeah. the one that got away. So you're going to always be battling that stuff. I mean, we all are. Oh, yeah. Bethany's always going to be fighting her demons. I'm always going to be fighting mine. But mm-hmm. you know, you yeah, you we're we especially have to be. You have to be steadfast. You have to be careful. Yeah, because yeah, because we're a threat. I mean, we came out of it. We know how to combat it, and we're out telling our testimonies, and we're mm-hmm. o- we're you know telling the gospel, and these people's eyes are being open, and God is just changing their hearts, and you know it's it's really something to to live and see. Um, but yeah, it, it's a threat, and anything like. Like I said, the spiritual warfare, anytime that we would do like a podcast or anything like that, or like even the time like shooting through dark holler, there was like a spiritual heaviness of um, like demonic things happening. My sister and her husband have experienced so much, so much. And, you know, it's really awesome to see that. I mean, everybody around has um, that was affiliated with it you know, so much that they've experienced and what's beautiful about it is that they've not, they've not stopped. They, they know that God is using these testimonies and, and the story to, for his glory. Right. Right. So it just really is amazing. Like, um, you really can't stop God's will. Mm hmm. No, and that's why we wanted to put this podcast out was to get these stories out to people because, you know, West Virginia is a long way from us. So everybody in our area doesn't 
maybe hasn't heard your story. Maybe they haven't seen Dark Holler, but we want to bring what God's doing all over the world to the forefront of people's minds because there is a spiritual battle going on out there. And it's very clearly um, changing people's lives each and every day when they choose Jesus, when they choose the kingdom of God over the kingdom of darkness, it's changing people's lives. And we want people to know that because, you know, when you sit in a, a pew or a chair at church and in your so kind of self-absorbed with what's going on right there with the music, yeah. with the, you know, with the pastor, with everything that's going on right there. It really brings Christianity to a very small box. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the reality is, is Jesus, Jesus died on the cross and rose again. And he opened up his house to everyone, to mm-hmm. literally everyone and said, All you got to do is believe that I did what I did and come and follow me. Choose me. Choose my kingdom. Change the way that you're living. Follow after me. Repent. It's the first thing that he said when he started his his, uh, ministry. Repent. Change your ways and fix it. And I think if, if we change our thought of Christianity to a more global mindset instead of just our own little church community, then things are going to start to change and we're going to start shaking up this world the way that uh, Jesus wants us to. It's very true. And you know how you, you brought up the chosen earlier. Um, I was watching it and, and I was thinking it in that sense though of, you know, unbelievers there and I can say this because this I was one <laughs> you know like I I, I I was that person that was like hypocrites you know you're not gonna sit in a church house and be pointing fingers at me when you're going and and you're simple too and all this and that um yeah well we should definitely think of it as you know God Jesus came to this earth and that's who he ate with was Mm -hmm. the sinners, you know, the murderers, the thieves, the, the people, the, the black sheep, the people that were, uh, cast outs, Mm -hmm. you know, the ones that's covered in tattoos and just, you know, like we don't fit into that little, uh, what some people want to say, little church scene. Yeah. It's Mm -hmm. not Christianity is not like that at all. Mm-hmm. It's the complete opposite. Yeah. It's the complete well, that's opposite. What people need to hear. I mean, we've we've had weird little, you know, spiritual battles starting this podcast. Even just you know, we'll put oh, out yeah. an episode, and then all of a sudden, you know, you get all this stuff that happens, and and it's because they don't. The, the darkness doesn't want the light to get out there. That's the whole no. thing. But it's crazy with, I mean, technology is a blessing and a curse in this day and age, I think. But yes, the blessing absolutely. is that we have people in, you know, Norway and Ukraine and all these other places that are listening. And it's like, this is maybe your story is what they need to hear. Maybe Rick's story is what they need to hear. You know, we all yeah. have a different story. And when we can share it and go, we still sin, you know, we're still, we have, you know, nose rings and tattoos and we wear ripped jeans to church and, you know, all of this stuff that's mm-hmm. like, that's okay. God doesn't care about that stuff as much as it's been led to believe that he cares about that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. He cares about the condition of your heart. Yeah. 
Yeah, he literally addressed that too, to not worry about what you're eat, what you're going to eat, drink, or wear. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, like there's <laughs> the Bible literally is so much more than just a book of. Um, I don't know. I guess, I guess a lot of people look at it as, as well, I don't want to follow a bunch of rules. Well, it's just so much more than that. Mm-hmm. It's literally a guide of how to how we should and how we were created to live our lives. Mm-hmm. And that's why when you're involved in drugs or drinking or uh, witchcraft or or whatever it is, you don't feel you always are filling that void. Mm-hmm. There's always going to be a void there. Mm-hmm. No matter what addiction it is, it could be an, I mean, addiction to the smallest thing, you know, but it, it's filling a void that only God can fill. Yep. And that's, yeah, that's exactly what it is. Um, and I really came to know that. <laughs> Yeah, firsthand. Yeah, I definitely love that. Yeah. So, you guys are gonna have to watch this show. I'm not kidding. It's it was so powerful to me that I was just like, oh my gosh. And I I think I saw a lot of parallels between you and Bethany. Obviously, she's my sister. So it, it you know, but it just really spoke to me the whole story. But so, can you tell people like? where you're at now, like, what are you, you know, you moved to North Carolina, you know, what is your life looking like now? You got married. I saw that. Yes. Yes. Thank you. Um, so Chase and I got married and, uh, we moved to North Carolina. We just got a house today. So extremely exciting. Um, we just got into a new church. It has been such a blessing to us. Um, we, I, I'm a biology teacher now. Um, my daughter has just been so blessed with such a wonderful private school and all of her friends and like their families are, are Christian and it's just been a blessing for all of us. Um, but I'm a biology teacher now and uh, I'm actually finishing up my degree at Liberty University. I'm going to be a neurosurgeon. Oh my gosh, that's yeah. awesome! Yeah, it, I have a long road ahead of me, but yeah. yeah, but so you've taken the first step. That's the hard part. Me and Bethany are nurses, yeah. and we've both talked a million times about going further really? down the road. The sky's the limit when you get in the medical field. I'm telling you, yeah, God really, really showed us that we can do all things with him and he gave us our purpose and put us where we're at. And, um, he really has like completely changed our lives. I never thought that I would be in college or a teacher or just, I never thought that we would be here. Mm Um, because really before that, like the road that we were on, we were dead in, I mean, we were dead spiritually, but we were dying physically. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah. yeah and it's funny because, and I don't say funny because it's not funny, but you guys were in, um, or you, you were down that path of witchcraft and all of that stuff to, to better yourself. 
and, and yeah. you were trying to get better and you were trying to improve your life. But the funny thing is, is as soon as you relinquish that and, and held on to God, um, he changed your whole life and you are now where you're at. Yeah. And he was like, oh, watch this. Yeah. yeah. He's like, oh, you're looking for something? I got you. <laughs> that's exactly how it is. Um, yeah. I actually remember um, telling my best friend, this is when um, I was into witchcraft. I was a witch at this time. And I kept on telling her, um, I actually remember that this is when the possession really started to take effect because I could there. I don't know how to describe it. Really. It was like sitting in the backseat of my own mind. Does that make sense? And I kept on telling her over and over. I need, I need some kind of like, I need some kind of spell. Like I need some kind of like spiritual awakening. I need to, to meditate more. I need to, um, uh, make, make, um, I don't know. Like I would just go through so many different things of, um, what can I do to make me feel better? Mm-hmm. And there was nothing I could do. Well, and as you start opening those doors <laughs> and going down that yeah. path, you're, you're make you know, unknowingly making yourself more susceptible to these spirits. That's exactly what they want you to do. That's exactly the way to start with just being interested and just, yeah. Oh, I wonder what this is. And then, you know, then it mm-hmm. just, like I said, it's always searching and never finding. Yeah, exactly. Like I'm doing all these things. Why is nothing working? You know, um, I'm, I'm taking the drugs and doing the, the meditations and the spells and I'm, I'm doing this and I'm doing that. This is supposed to be a journey and I'm not finding anything. And mm-hmm. it was ruining me. Yeah. But God picked me up out of all of that and said, I'm going to show you everything and more of like, I'm going to completely flip your perspective of who I am. Right. Right. And that's exactly what he did. (laughs) So did you have any like, so when you were moving to North Carolina, did you have any like anxiety or doubt, you know, cause you're, you were moving away from your whole support system, right? Oh yeah. Um, my husband and I, we spent a year apart and I've, would <laughs> this is a very stressful time and I laugh about it now but it was me and his mom we would be driving down here all the time like just blindlessly drive around looking for anywhere to go mm-hmm. uh, for us to move to and then we uh, finally found a place and then we moved in here so my husband actually moved straight out of a halfway house into the apartment that we're into now Um, and then finding a church was Mm -hmm. like the most difficult thing out here that I've ever (laughs) done. I think because it's so hard to find a really good, um, church. We did find one. Uh, we made some really good friends there, but it wasn't where we were intended to be. Mm-hmm. So now we're at the place we're at now. I don't want to say names because, no, you're fine. um, yeah. That can be that can be hard, uh, but we're at the place we're at now, and we actually this is like 
I think this Sunday is like the third time that we've uh, went and it's already just been a complete blessing to us. Yeah. So like you can just uh, tell your soul, your soul feels at home there. <laughs> yes. Yes. And that's what we were longing for was, okay, we really need to find a church where we belong because we have been isolated for so long mm-hmm. and the spiritual attacks was just, I mean, right. nailing us. That's where the darkness wants you is isolated. Yes. And we work and, but we're not now. So that's great. Yay. Um, so we're seeing the other side of uh, this week alone has really changed the way that I have looked at walk by faith and not by sight. Mm. Yeah. Um, because <laughs> like God has just done so much for us in just this week. And I'm learning more about surrendering. Mm. Yeah. I never really knew like, Oh, I, I thought like, Oh, you know, I'm, I've surrendered, you know, I've surrendered. No, <laughs> you yeah. know, not, not the way that God has mm-hmm. uh, recently showed me how to surrender. Yeah. So, but we're always going to be learning, you know? Yeah, it's true. And, and your message is such a great one. And I'm hoping that all of our listeners out there, Uh, are encouraged with maybe their darkness that they're going through right now, that there is light. Uh, You know, if you, if you reach out to Jesus, he'll find you there as he found you. And uh, in your darkest place at the, at your hardest time, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, you said in front of the fireplace, you were, you were crying out to God and, and he said, okay, here I am. You, you asked for me, here I am. And I think a lot of people, don't realize, I mean, you hear it in church that God's always there. He's always around, but he would, if you call on his name, he will come for you. And, and it's so powerful and it's such a great message. And I don't want to take up too much more of your time, but we're just so thankful that you were able to come on. Uh, it's so gracious of you to take the time. And, uh, we know that you're being blessed in such a great way. And we're so happy for that, you know, because as we said, we saw your documentary and, you know, we've been thinking about, you know, how is she doing now? You know, I think everybody's Mm -hmm. wondering that. So uh, thank you for coming on and sharing that, all of that with us. And um, we just hope that God continues to bless everything that you're doing. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much. It really has been a blessing to be on your podcast and, um, you know, anybody that's listening, if they're having a hard time with uh, witchcraft or drugs or drinking or just anything or just in a bad spot, please feel free to reach out because I promise that there is light at the end of the tunnel and mm-hmm. there's more than um, the darkness out there. Mm-hmm. There's a whole nother life that God can give you. And, you know, it really just takes... Um, it takes courage hmm. and yeah. everything that we go through, God puts us through for a reason. Yeah. Yeah. So, so where can people find you at? You're on Instagram where, <laughs> where, I mean, I, I watched your, your film, I think originally on the website cause it wasn't on YouTube yet, but now it's on YouTube, right? It is on YouTube. Uh, it's on Lord TV 
com, I believe. Yeah. And uh, it's on YouTube. All you have to do is look up Dark Holler docuseries. And I think episode one through five is on there. Uh, we did shoot a sixth episode, but I'm not sure exactly where what that looks like right now. Um, also, I am on Facebook and Instagram under the name North Elkins. Uh, after I was saved, uh, it was just really on my heart. Like God was like, you know, that's not who you are anymore. So I now go by my middle name. Um, so that that's that's it with the name change. But uh, I'm on Instagram and Facebook. And, um, yeah, I encourage anybody to, to go on YouTube. It's free. I mean, you can watch mm-hmm. everything. Um, I do go on there and look at comments. I just recently started to do this. Um, I took a spiritual, like, uh, uh, I took, I, I was getting hit hard with spiritual warfare. So mm-hmm. I did t- step back for a while and I wasn't doing podcasts and I wasn't, um, as affiliated with, uh, social media, um, and dark holler for a, a minute, but I'm, I'm back now. So, um, anybody can find me there. Yeah. Awesome. That's well, so we're great. so thankful for your story <laughs> and thankful that you were willing to come on and talk with us and our listeners. Cause the, I mean, your, your story is incredible. Thank I mean, everybody's you, got a story and everybody's story is incredible and you never know who it's going to reach, who it's mm-hmm. going to speak to, you know, that's, yeah, that's and, true. and that's the whole point is that we got to get the message out there. Yes. I have heard so many amazing testimonies, like people that have not known me message me and just be pouring everything out. Mm-hmm. Like this has blessed me so much. Uh, I have gone through sim- uh, you know, similar things in my life and I didn't want to say anything because people was going to think I'm crazy. You know, mm-hmm. nobody's going to think you're crazy. This happens. Um, and there are people out there that can help you through it. And just, I encourage you to pray, read your Bible and reach out to those in the community that can help you, uh, be accountable in your Christian walk. That's what it's about. Yep. Amen. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Well, thanks again. So great to meet you and, uh, and, uh, be able to talk to you. And, uh, we look forward to all of uh, the stories that are going to happen with this podcast going out and all the people reaching out to us and, and uh, sharing their stories. It's going to be so great. We're believing in God for big things and uh, we're just so excited uh, to see what he's doing with our podcast and what he's doing with your life. So we're going to wrap it, but uh, we hope to hear more about you soon and uh, see how things are going with that neuros surgery and all that. I I might need that one of these days. (laughs) I got traumatic brain. He got blown up in war, so he might need you. (laughs) Well, holler at me in about 10 years. I still got a while to go. There you go. All right. Sounds good. All right. Thank you. We'll see you later. Thank you. Awesome. Bye. Bye. Bye.